on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the questions, and I give you the AFs. Uh, these questions can be about anything, you know, business, life, what's going on in the world, personal development. I like to do the ones about personal development, business, because that's my wheelhouse. But I will remind you, I am launching my own platform for all of that content very soon, uh, including my car content, including a couple new show concepts that we have going on. Um, however, this is your opportunity and what will be your only opportunity to get me to answer your questions live anywhere. Um, you could submit those questions too. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Now, other times when you tune in, uh, you're going to have CTI. CTI is cruise the internet. That's where we throw up headlines on the screen. We talk about what's relevant. We make fun of these people because they're stupid as fuck. And then we talk about how we as individuals can solve this problem. Okay. Because if we all take responsibility to solve these big ass problems going on in the world in our own lives, there will be a collective solution that presents itself. Uh, real talk, that's five to 20 minutes of me just giving some real talk, okay? And then full length. Full length is typical podcast episode, uh, interview style format, uh, and it could be anywhere from one to two and a half hours long, just conversation, man. And we do have a fee for this, okay? If you get value from the show, if it made you laugh, if it made you think, if it gave you a new perspective, if it taught you some new skills, if it made you go out and be better in any way, please share the show, okay? Um, we've run a top podcast for nearly a decade on word of mouth. I think that's pretty impressive. But I'd like to remind you guys, especially some of you guys uh, more recently, that you know, listening to the show every day and never sharing a show is not really helping me out at all, bro. So I try to come in here every day and help you guys out. So I, all I ask is that you do the same. And also, as a reminder, all of the shows now are posted on YouTube. So if you're used to listening to the show on audio, um, there's also the YouTube version now. And if you click subscribe on that, it'll notify, notify you when we post them automatically. So anyway, <clears throat> anyway, what's up? What's going on, man? Nothing, dude. Over here looking at doing some research. I got a question. What, what, are, you, what are you researching? Would you ever go, you want to go mudding with me? No. I listen, man. Those kind of group activities like that, like that shit's just not my jam, bro. Yeah. Like I'm not the guy that sits in the hot tub with fucking 18 other people at the resort that I don't fucking know. Like I'm not the guy that goes out. Like I'm just that's just not me, dude. I've never yeah. been into that shit. I'm not a I'm not that I'm social. I'm just not social in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like the recovery aspect of it. Like apparently there's a lot of benefits. Yeah, like what bro. about like the hot spring I shit? I feel fucking great. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> you guys go recover. I'll be fucking here. <laughs> like, it's just not my thing, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't like being, I, it's just not my thing, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just not. I'm, I keep to myself. I like my own space. I try to stay, I, I'm comfortable with my own space and time and energy, and I like it. And like, other people seem to just fuck it up. So I like to fucking spend time by myself. Yeah. And I don't need to go be in the mud and have some random dude touching my fucking feet and all. Bro, I'm not, I'm not into it. Like, I don't need to go to fucking uh, 
Iceland and sit in a fucking Hot cold Springs, tub yeah. with 10 other dudes fucking doing chants and shit. Like, if that's what, <laughs> listen, bro, <laughs> listen, chance, man. that's real shit. They don't do, that's real shit. They do chants. Yes. What's it, what's it sound like, Andy? I'm not going to do it. Listen, <laughs> because some of my friends go do it. Yeah. Okay. And I get it. Like, that's, I'm not knocking it. I'm yeah. just saying it's not for me. Yeah. Like, do whatever. No, that's for, real. Yeah. That's like, real. I, listen, it's not my thing, bro. Hmm. Like, I don't. I like my own shit. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm fucking perfectly comfortable, dude. In my, like, and you know, what's weird too? People, people don't get that. Like they have a, they take it personal. Like, like they what's take wrong it, with you? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like, no dude. Like, like mm -hmm. I, sometimes I post, um, you know, I, I have the lounge that I sit in over at night, yeah. uh, where I may or may not yeah. partake in smoking of not tree leaves. <laughs> like you, not, not oak okay. leaves yeah um <laughs> but i sit there and i kind of watch tv bro i read my books i do my thing you know i i and, and i'll, I'll post sometimes i post a picture from down there and people are like bro like you're all alone i'm like no shit <laughs> no shit dude that's the point no you're not alone you got ghosts and shit yeah the, the property is very haunted yeah like that's real real talk no but i mean i, I get it though. like if people don't understand that like that's your like yeah and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me right. it doesn't mean that i'm like pissed off it doesn't mean like i just don't that's i don't vibe like that right like like i do dude i come home i turn on some fucking music i sit there i relax i decompress i think i take time to think it's great scenery yeah i mean like dude i get to you know I, and dude but what i'm saying is is like we don't think enough hmm. like we don't we don't we don't dream enough hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, because yeah. look, man, this phone has taken up all of our time and focus and energy. And where 10, you know, maybe not even 10, but like 15, 20 years ago, there was a lot of downtime because I'm not on my phone all the time. Right. So I'm able to sit there and think. And this is part of the reason why people have such a hard time working through what's actually going on in the world yeah. because they don't allow themselves enough time for critical thinking or creative thought. Right. And so like when I'm sitting there, dude, you know, I usually have, I flip back and forth between the news channels of what's going on and I'm studying for CTI, okay, to see the issues of the day mm -hmm. and I'm studying what kind of bullshit spin Fox puts on it, what kind of bullshit spin MSNBC puts on it and CNN puts on it so I can come in here and sort of deduce what I think is going on. And while I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm focusing and I'm also thinking about where I'm trying to go in life. And a lot of people, I, in my opinion, I think the one, two of the biggest reasons or well, two of the biggest problems that we have, we have an unmotivated society and we have an uninformed society mm. that can't think. And how can you be motivated? How can you have something to chase if you never take the time to think about what it is you want to chase? Right. And that, that time right. that we would normally right. put into dreaming and visualizing and thinking about our future, which by the way, is coming no matter what. Mm. The future is coming no matter what. So you should decide what the fuck you want your future to look like and not float through like, you know, the, the plastic grocery bag and the fucking wind, bro. Right. You're right. not going to win that way in anything. You're going to be fucking miserable because the way culture and society is set up, it's set up for people to be fucking slaves. Okay. And if you don't figure out how to break out of that in some way, shape or form, your entire life is going to depend on you basically fucking suffering because you didn't take it seriously and you were spending so much time here that you never thought about what you could be or what you wanted to be or what it was possible to be. Mm. And I think it's a big problem in society. So we don't have a motivated 
We don't have a motivated culture because there's no time to think about what it is we have actually the want. Yeah, you don't have the opportunity. Yeah. To, yeah, that's real, bro. So maybe you should spend some time alone. Yeah. And stay out of the mud pit with some <laughs> weird dude rubbing your fucking feet. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was Madat's idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, guys, I, I got some good ones for you. Got Ooh, some good ones for I you. Know you do. You always do. Let's get into this. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy, being in education for almost 24 years as a teacher, uh, in a lifetime, if you include my student years, uh, each year I get more and more frustrated with the quote-unquote system. Uh, learning from podcasts like yours, I know we are doing our children a disservice in preparing them for life. Uh, I have tried to incorporate my learning of success principles from books and podcasts into my classroom uh, and through a daily message on the morning announcements, but I know it needs to be accelerated and improved. Um, I would like to know what ideas or topics you uh, would focus on first when developing a personal development program for middle school age students? Man, that's a good question. And I'm not sure I can do the answer justice without really thinking about it. Um, But off the top of my head, you know, I think one of the things that those age kids need to understand is that, first of all, they're not limited by their race or by their upbringing, or by their hardships that Mm -hmm. have happened to them, or they growing up in a shitty family. There's plenty of examples in society, thousands, tens of thousands of examples in society of people who come from shitty places that do amazing things. And in fact, most of the people that do amazing things in life actually come from shitty places because success is so hard that you have to have a taste of the other side of it to really not want to taste that again. Mm. All right. And this is the reason why high performers seem to always have a hard story. It's not because they make up a hard story. It's because they've gone through some hard shit and they are running as fast as they can to never have to experience that again. Okay. And that's generationally too, like for their kids and great. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, listen, this, this, this is the truth. Most people that you look at that you think, Oh, they had it easy or, Oh, they got lucky or, Oh, this, No, the actual truth is their shit at one point in their life was so fucking fucked up that they never want to fucking go back to it. Mm -hmm. And this is why those people run. People who grow up in a stable home that with no conflict, and those people are actually less likely to to feel like they need to change things. So what ends up happening is they end up repeating that exact same life. Or creating it. Yeah, so most of the people who succeed at a high level, they come from really bad shit. So that would be the first thing that I would want these kids to understand. And the second thing, because I could talk about this all day, but the second most important thing that I think these kids need to understand is that things like confidence, self-esteem, the work ethic, fortitude, uh, you know, all of these things that we look at other people and we wish that we had, they're not born with those things. Those things are created through action. Right. Okay. And, and because like, dude, I was taught, my entire life, that confidence and self-esteem and these qualities that we're talking about were just things that people had. And because I didn't have it, fuck, I got the short end of the stick. Mm. And this is, this is very hard um, for someone who hasn't lived it to teach because they ended up where they are by happenstance for the most part, mm. Right. They might have dedicated themselves to going to school to become an educator and worked hard for a couple of years. But the reality is after that, most of them stop and they live a life. They go on to live what people call life, which is 
just getting in the comfort zone, you know, going to work, going home, paying your bills, and they never stop or they never keep going. They're just kind of there. And so they come to a place of understanding or belief that everybody out there, once they're 22 years old and they finish college or 23 or whatever the fuck it is, that that's just who they are. And they never change past that. And, and that's just not the truth. Okay. The truth is, is that if you want these things that you admire in other people, it's up to you to go out and build them within yourself. And the way that you build them within yourself is by doing things that require those qualities. If you want confidence, you're going to have to overcome some things. You're going to have to, you're going to have to follow through on some of the things that you tell yourself you're going to do so that you can understand and believe that those things are actually possible. And you understand that you have these things. This is why I say the work comes before the belief, Mm -hmm. because when you put in the work to overcome whatever it is that you're challenged with, and then you overcome it, now you believe a little bit. Okay. And then you take the next challenge and you keep working and then you overcome that challenge and then you believe a little more. Right. Okay. And then the third one comes along and you overcome that. And it's not long before you get to a point where you 100% believe in yourself. And now all of a sudden you have tons of confidence. Now all of a sudden you have tons of self-esteem. Now all of a sudden you're not questioning whether or not you have it or not. You fucking know you have it. And it doesn't matter what anybody says about you having it or not having it. Mm -hmm. And so I think understanding and dude, this is a, this is where like the live hard program would be good for the teacher here to understand this concept of what I'm talking about. She should definitely. It's hard to explain it if you don't. Yeah. That, that person should read my book 75 hard and also go listen to episode 208 and learn the, what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. how to create these things. And, you know, I think had I been taught that those things could be created because dude, I always wanted those things. Yeah. Like I always wanted to be disciplined. I always wanted to be confident. I always wanted to have grit and fortitude and be mentally tough, but I fucking wasn't. And so because I wasn't, I thought that I never could be. I thought I got screwed. I thought like I just wasn't born with it. And that held me back until I figured out that that wasn't actually the case. And I started to cultivate these qualities within myself. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if I could have learned that at a young age, I mean, fuck dude, how much further would I be in all my goals? Right. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I probably, I probably would have been where I'm at now at 30 years old. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I just, I, dude, nobody explained it to me and nobody does explain it. In fact, I think I'm the only motherfucker that actually explains it. And I know I'm the only motherfucker with a real program that actually helps people fix this shit. They'll, they'll fucking sell you a bunch of books. They'll tell you to get on their therapy calls. They'll do all these things. That's fine. I'm not knocking therapy, bro. Some people fucking need it, but not everybody needs it. Most people need to fucking realize that they are in control of what the fuck their outcome it will be mm-hmm. if they just decide that they do the critical tasks that they know they should already be doing and actually do them. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. So it's a... I do think it's awesome that we still got... It's refreshing to hear a teacher like this. Yeah. Be concerned. Look, with dude, it. I get email. Look, 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 look. I want to clarify that right now. I get emails all the time from teachers. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent of those emails are thank yous. Hmm. Okay. A lot of these teachers, like we knock the teachers, like I knock the teachers. And by the way, look, that's groupthink. I shouldn't be doing right. that. This is generalization. Yeah, that's for right. Sure. I shouldn't sure. be doing that. Okay. But I do, I have done it in the past. And how it should be said is, 
there is enough bad teachers out there that they're poisoning the well of education. Mm. And the good teachers out there aren't working hard enough or aren't standing up hard enough to negate the good teachers, the bad teachers' influence. Right. That's the right way to say it. Right. So I don't knock teachers, bro. Without good teachers, I wouldn't be who the fuck I am. I had a, I had a lot of fucking mediocre and I had some shitty teachers, but I also had one or two that changed my whole fucking life. Okay. And I'll never forget those fucking people. Mm-hmm. So teachers are incredibly important. And this is why when I tell you guys, like things need to change in the country, um, you know, like I believe that teachers should make two, three, four times what they make. But I also believe that they should be quality individuals that actually give a fuck about these kids. Okay. These are, these should be people that are maybe executive level people that have decided, okay, I have this skill set, I have this talent. I can teach these people. I'm going to go teach because the income drop off isn't super fucking bad. I can still make enough money to live a great life, but I'll get my fulfillment from bringing these people up. Mm-hmm. All right. If we had that scenario versus this scenario where we pay them shit. Okay. We, the problem with the main problem with the education system now is we're attracting, we're attracting a bunch of people that don't want to, that don't want to work for three months of the year. That's their whole, their, their whole fucking goal. Just like most people's whole fucking goal is to get to the weekend. A lot of these motherfuckers whole goal is either to indoctrinate their kids into what the fuck they believe or to get to that three months. And like, it doesn't really matter. And we have too many of those kinds of people. How do we fix it? We stop letting these people in Washington piss our tax dollars away and steal our tax dollars and misappropriate all our tax dollars and talk about where the fucking two or three trillion dollars from the Pentagon go, right. where the fucking billions <laughs> of dollars to, that they were supposed to send to Ukraine go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stop letting these motherfuckers do that and take this money and reinvest it into our actual fucking infrastructure, not bullshit infrastructure, our actual infrastructure, which actually pays teachers what the fuck they're worth. If you want better teachers, you're going to have to fucking make a better job. If you want better police, guess what? Same thing. No, we should get rid of those. Dude, listen. (laughs) I can't fix stupid, bro. Yeah. So I got a lot of ideas. Yeah. And I know they will work. But y'all think I'm crazy. So it is what the fuck it is. Uh, Guys, Andy, question number two. Andy, how important within reason material things when it comes to increasing or achieving your success uh success uh this is not i know you talk about the 10 percent, right but like the does actual material things can they level you up will they level you up up that ladder of success no but also yes so a lot of people think they can fake it till they make it Mm -hmm. okay and they think they can go out and like get, uh, you know, scrounge enough bucks up to get a fucking Lamborghini, right? Right. And they think it's going to get you, like, somehow you're going to put this image out there and then it's going to get you what you're looking for, which is the, the client list or the, your, your voice or your platform, or et cetera. And it's, that's not how it works because the people who are above that level already, we see what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Like painfully obvious. Yes. It's fucking painfully obvious. Yeah. Okay. However, once you're actually at the real level and you start, you know, like, let's just use cars because I'm a car guy. Mm -hmm. I have a world-class car car collection. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a matter of fact. The people I've met through car collecting who also own amazing collections 
are some of the richest motherfuckers on the planet. They're also the most connected. They're also the mo- the nicest too, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's weird, isn't it's, it? No, it's not. Because the people who actually <laughs> built real shit are usually pretty fucking humble. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be humble in order to keep getting better. If you can't keep getting better, you can't get to that level. True. Okay, so a lot of these people are some of the nicest, most generous, humble individuals on the planet. And it's the people who are scrounging the Lamborghini together that ruin the fucking reputation for everybody. They're the assholes. They're the ones that think they're superstars. They're the ones that walk in and are like, don't you know who the fuck I am? Like, these are fucking, they're douchebags. Right. Okay? And that will not get you in. But if you work and build something that's impressive and eventually you get to a real level where, you know, you're buying some pretty nice things for yourself that can open up relationships that you wouldn't have. And I, cars is a very good example because the car culture is fucking global. Mm-hmm. Like it's global. Like if you like cars in Dubai and I like cars in Missouri, we're going to get the fuck along. Right. Okay. And by the way, once we start getting along about those cars, what else might we do? Oh, we might do some business together. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So like, you know, there. Yeah, so so the that, answer, that one conversation might get you another call. Yeah. yeah. So do you no, and that definitely does. That's real. Like, bro, there's been one, two conversations I've had with people that have made me tens of millions of dollars Jeez. that I've met through networks. Yeah. So your network does matter, but like you can't fake your way into it. Mm. Nobody will like that's real. Yeah. yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. No, it does. So the answer is yes and no. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and buy a hurricane, but bro, really, dude, like you're thinking about it the wrong way. Yeah. It's why you should to, really yeah. be thinking about it is how can I take that three grand a month that I'm leasing my Huracan on and then investing that three three grand into actually building my brand or my company or my initiative, whatever it is I'm doing to become that much better because that's what's impressive, bro. Like I can also tell you like in the car community, like there's some amazing success stories, bro. And those are the guys that get all the fucking love and the attention and the admiration from the rest of the car community. It's the guys who have a great story behind it. Mm-hmm. And the people who just, and this is no fault of their own. You can't help this just like you can't help that you were born uh, in a terrible situation. But some of these people were born very wealthy and they don't have a story. And bro, I feel bad for those kind of people because they don't have a story. They don't have a real story, bro. They're born on fucking third base and they don't have anything to show how the fuck they got there. Like, and, and dude, the reality, like think of how much my story is part of my identity and who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when people say, oh, there's Andy Frisella. They don't just say that. They say he did this and this and this and this and this. Right. You, you see There's what I'm saying? There's substance behind yes. that for sure. And so like, dude, building something real, it's not the car. It's, it's the access. Mm. So the car will maybe get you access to some of these people, but they won't respect it. And once they learn your story and what the fuck you did, now you're, a, you're, you're fucking in. You're mm. a superstar. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And dude, I feel bad for these people who are born wealthy because they never really have an opportunity to do what, what I'm talking about. But also I will say, because I know people who listen to that show have or listen to the show have been born that way. Um, your guys' job is to take what the fuck you have and greatly and exponentially expand it. Yeah. Like you still have purpose, bro. And it's frustrating for a lot of these real it's frustrating for me because I see a lot of them, these very wealthy people who were born that way. Um, you know, they really suffer, dude. They suffer from anxiety. They suffer from not fitting in. They, they feel depressed all the time. They feel like, you know, they don't belong. Like, bro, you, there's a very famous person that you got to witness conversation with yep. me having, yep. um, 
who said, man, you know, like I grew up the son of a billionaire. Like mm -hmm. people fucking hate that. And right. I'm like, bro, nobody thinks of you like that. Like right. you're your own thing. Right. And we had a real fucking talk. Yeah. Like right in front of you. Remember I know, that? I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and dude, your Which guy, is weird because most people don't understand that that's an actual dialogue that people will have with themselves. Like yeah, they they're no, no, completely no. They, unaware. No, of that. Most people think that it, like, dude, like you got it easy, bro. What oh, the fuck yeah. you crying about, dude, dude? And those people suffer from so yeah. many things yeah. because they feel like they don't have any true, real identity outside of being a part of something that was already great, right? And that's very, very hard for people to deal with. And so, like, when you shit on motherfuckers, like, you know, like, dude, you're you don't understand the mental anguish, and I understand this because I'm friends with people like this, mm -hmm. okay? And they they you voice these, these yeah, things. Yeah, you to know these me. conversations. Yeah, like, so. dude. You know, I like they'll 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 be transparent with me and bro, I wish I I wish I was able to have the opportunity to do what you did. And they they become envious of that, but not realizing that they do have the opportunity to do what I've done and even more because they were born with more resources available to them. This is also why I get upset when people make fun of people who were born in a wealthy family who then have taken the fucking thing and built something bigger, and then they say, Oh, that guy was born rich. Okay, maybe that's true, but what the fuck have you built? Right. The fuck have you created? What have you done? And I think we need to start respecting people on what they've individually done, not where they were born or where they come from. That's fucking real. Would you, uh, just real quick follow up, would you say, I mean, so cars are obviously, that's a big one. What are some other things that you see people trying to do the same exact thing with other material things? Yeah, like watches, uh, you know, not too much property because like you can't really fake the property. Right. But like you see a lot of guys like, you know, flying on the private jet one time and doing a whole photo shoot. Like there's 50 different shots. 15 different yeah, outfits. Right? Like, dude, like that's the shit I'm talking change. about. Like, yeah. bro, you should be spending that energy. And I'm not trying to knock you guys, bro. I get it. I've been there. I've tried to fucking hustle. I have hustled. I fucking get it. But what I'm saying is you would be better. And I'm so I don't want you guys to think I fucking mad at you. Like I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like you would be better served taking that energy and that dollars and really pouring it into becoming a highly skilled motherfucker because time is going to go by very quickly. You're going to be 10, 20 years older in the blink of a fucking eye and you'll wish that you had invested in that shit now versus trying to like impress a bunch of motherfuckers that, that you're not even gonna remember who the fuck they were. That's real. It's fucking real. Uh, guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, Andy. And I, I will say this too. Uh, you should always try to look your best. You should always put off your best front. Like, mm. like if you only have one fucking suit, make sure that suit fucking fits you right. Mm. Make sure it's tailored properly. Yeah. Like if you if you yeah. have to if you wear a watch from fucking Nordstroms and not fucking Tiffany's, okay, that's okay. But make sure it does it goes with the outfit. All right. Make sure your shoes match. Make sure the battery works. Yeah, bro. Look, yeah, yeah. there because like a lot of these dudes, like I see this a lot too, man. Like when people get dressed up, they 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 they. they I don't even want to go here because it's gonna piss so many people off. These bro, nobody else is talking about. Bro, it. these no motherfuckers shit. that put on a suit, yeah. and then it's a black shirt with a black tie. Bro, you look like a fucking you look like <laughs> a, you look like a fucking dude that's gonna park my car. Okay, you don't look sharp. Yeah, like some of y'all, like I'm real real talk here. Yeah, like you need to make a little investment in your personal style. Yeah. You need to understand. And I know I'm sitting here in my gym clothes, but guess what? We record this show right after I fucking work out. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. But and so that's how you mostly see me. But I can promise you, I put a lot of thought in my appearance. And, it, and when I fucking, when I fucking show up, I look like a bad motherfucker everywhere I fucking go. Okay. That matters more than your fucking Lamborghini. Mm. 
Okay. And then the internal swagger, the internal confidence that you build within yourself, a company with your own personal appearance, that's what makes it work. It's not your fucking car. It's not your fucking watch. It's not your fucking income. It's the fucking confidence that you create through doing hard shit like the Live Hard program, okay, or 75 Hard, and then, ha- and then putting a, a, some effort into understanding how you're supposed to look. Like a lot of you motherfuckers, like I don't know where the fuck you get your style advice from, but it ain't the fucking right place. Yeah. And I mean that shit. Yeah. And yeah, I'm by no means am I fucking Liberace, bro. Like yeah. I don't fucking know all the shit. Like I don't even. I mean, do you, you think know? it's because there's not enough examples showing them? Yes. Right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, obviously but you guys you should, do fo- it, you, but you guys should follow like yeah. some men's fashion pages like David August. That's right. where I get my suits from. Now, you probably can't afford their suits. Their suits are like 12 grand a piece. But you should aspire to have that. Like when I go in my closet, bro, every motherfucking suit is that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They fit perfect. When I walk the fuck out, it looks fucking good. That and, he, and by, before that, when I bought my shit at men's warehouse, I had the shit altered to fit me right. Mm-hmm. It matters. Right. Okay. So like put some fucking thought into it try to be better because and, and and by the way develop that confidence develop that that attitude that self-esteem because that shit permeates from you and that will get you f- and if you have good intentions and you're not a douchebag that will get you f- a million times farther than a fucking car that you're stretching to try and afford guys andy our third and final question for you uh, andy question number three andy how do you feel about the britney grinder being released from Russian custody in a trade uh, for such a well-known and dangerous arms dealer. Not to mention, we also left two well, Marines in Russia. I think I feel the same way most people feel. Hmm. I think it's a slap in the face. Yeah. And I don't think Brittany Griner should be there anyway. Like, she shouldn't be there. She got caught with some fucking vape cartridge. It really has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. It has to do with how they handled the situation. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't fucking be there. Those other two motherfuckers definitely shouldn't be there. And they traded a very dangerous man, apparently... Allegedly. Okay, because I don't believe anything these people say. Right. So I don't know anything about this dude. And so I'm saying this with a fucking asterisk. But, a, but allegedly, this man is like very dangerous. Right. And you released this dude. <laughs> they gave him a really bad nickname. Black, was it Merchant of Death? Yeah, whatever. Shit bro. sounds fucking Yeah, scary. but like the, we also had a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Exactly. We exactly. also, the unvaccinated. That's a valid point. The unvaccinated need to be removed from society. Right. Their kids need to be taken away. Grandma They killers. need to be put in fucking camps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so- Let's let's fair. It is fair. It's fair. So I don't know anything about that dude. Yeah. So I don't and I don't believe our own fucking media. I really don't. And Mm -hmm. I don't I haven't researched this, so I can't speak on it. But the fact if that's true and we 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 trade somebody dangerous for an athlete that most people can't even say what fucking team she plays for. Okay, that's bullshit. When we have two other fucking military members sitting over there in Russian jail, it's not only bullshit, it's fuck. It's completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's completely fucked up. None of those three should be there. None of those three should be there. And by the way, we probably should give them their people back too. Just mm-hmm. give them back. Say, hey, we'll send you your motherfuckers. You send us our motherfuckers. That needs to happen. That it just does. Yeah. It's, I'm I'm tired of the United States acting as if they're the world fucking police and that they can go into every country and fuck it up and then act like we're doing so on the fucking holiest of holy reasons. That's just not the case. It hasn't been the case in a long time. Okay. Our country fucks with people just like other people fuck with us. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, dude, we need to get along better in the world. Like we shouldn't be fucking with Russia's people. They shouldn't be fucking with our people. But the way it stands and the way it worked out, 
It's a slap in the fucking face to every single actual American that loves this fucking country. And that's why people are so pissed off about it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. She shouldn't be there anyway. Yeah. No, that, that, that's fucking real. It's that's bullshit. Real. You're going to fucking let some fuckers rot who have fucking enlisted in our military to be a part of what is supposed to be a very patriotic act of serving their country and serving us and helping protect us. Mm-hmm. You're going to let them rot for somebody that actually fucking has voiced very, very, very strong anti-American feelings over the course of her career. That's fucking bullshit. It's fucked up, man. But I think it's also too, it's important to remember. And I still, I still believe that she has the right to say those things. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that she shouldn't be in that fucking prison. Right. No matter how much I disagree with what the fuck she says. But the fact that we leave two other service people over there for no, yeah. that's fucking bullshit. And it's a whole, all, this is about agitation. This is about getting people pissed off. This is about doing things that make people angry. And this is what their whole agenda, their whole administration has been about since day one. Yeah. It's, it's fucking bullshit. It's real, bro. And, and by the way, I don't see anybody disagreeing with that on the internet either. No. I don't, it doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they believe. I, I, would, I think what I am seeing, or what I'm not seeing enough of are people remembering that the only reason that Russia even leveraged Brittany Griner to begin with was because our administration is funding a proxy war and completely disparaging and fucking defaming another They're country. fucking lying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like, we got to remember. They're lying. You know, and then they've had the nerve of act like this They're, is a win. Listen, dude, people ain't ready for that. No. People ain't ready to hear that. Like our fucking that's the media, other episode. yeah, our, yeah, that's right. <laughs> our media is lying about what's going on there and who's responsible for what and how it's being played out. And by the way, I said that the Friday afternoon that the whole thing started. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are the agitators in that scenario, and that fucking shit is bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to hear more of that, you can listen to CTI <laughs> every single day. Just give you a little taste of what yeah, to yeah, expect. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's episode. <laughs> yeah, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. guys, Andy. Is that three? That was three. You got bro. any more? We got time. Uh I got time for a little bonus. Did you reconsider the mud baths? Would I reconsider the mud baths? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was a question. <laughs> because Andy wanted some more. Here's number four. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. A little, extra, a little extra fire. Yeah, you pay attention to that swag <laughs> I just talked about. I found some. <laughs> Better than that water buffalo shit you were doing in the gym. <laughs> just saying. That's a good shit right there. Uh any question number four. I have a small clothing store that I opened three weeks before the mandatory shutdowns. Uh the store is small and doesn't have a shitload of items in there. Is that a reason or excuse that people aren't coming in? Uh, and when you started, did you have a lot of products or did you work your way up to it? Okay. That's actually a very good question. Um, when I started, we only had uh, $10,000 worth of inventory. Okay. Um, we financed it all on credit cards. And when we first opened, uh, people would come in and they would, they would say, well, you guys getting ready to go out of business? And I'm like, no, we just opened. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, bro. And that happened hundreds of times, like probably yeah. thousands of times because we didn't have shit in the store. Yeah. Um, I, at first, it took me a long time to realize what they were talking about. Like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Because the minute I said, no, we just opened, like they wouldn't say any more about it, right? Because they were embarrassed. <laughs> it felt bad. Yeah. Right? So I didn't fucking get it. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't fucking get it. Yeah. 
And good thing I didn't get it because I never <laughs> fucked. It never like made me feel bad. But like you know, looking back, yeah, I realized what they were saying was, "Holy shit, you don't have anything in here." Mm. So I think it's okay. To not have a lot of stuff when you start, I think the more important, and I, I'm not, I don't think, I fucking know, the more important thing that, that somebody in that situation needs to worry about is really locking in the customers that you do have, taking your time to build a relationship with them, yeah. taking the time to be their friend, taking time to get them the solution. And also, which requires a lot of discipline, is to tell them when you don't actually have the solution for them or the clothes that they have, or, or like you don't try mm -hmm. to sell them bullshit uh, because you're desperate. Right. And that takes a lot of discipline when you're desperate. So that's how I started. Same as this person. To answer the second part of the question, um, absolutely when you have more, pro I built it up over time, mm -hmm. and absolutely when you have more product, you're going to have more people walk in the store. That's, that's a reality of mm. retail, okay? And, and here's why it's important. Because people will call you or they will look or they will say, I like this and this and this. And they're thinking in terms of, I'm going to get this there, all right? And the minute that they can't get what it is they expect to get from you, they automatically cross you off the list mm. of places where they can get what they love. Yeah. So when you increase the product offering, you're allowing them to come in and purchase that product, even if you're... Um, even if you you know you don't think it's the best product, mm -hmm. they're able to solve their problem in your location, which creates opportunity for you to have conversation, to educate them, to help them understand what it is that might be a better solution for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, can I clarify real quick? So yeah. you're, you're talking about uh, quantity of diversity, not just quantity of actual like. Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, talking about diversity of product offering. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking about more inventory. I'm a dumbass. So I was need, making sure. <laughs> no, that's not. That's a, that's a good question. That's not a dumbass question. Um, you don't need more inventory of shit you're already not selling. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But if you have more of an offering, now you attract more people because all of those brands have their own customer base. Right. And so when they can walk in and you, they understand that you offer this and this and this and this and this. Or this style, this style, this, it could be styles too, right? Mm -hmm. For a clothing store. These, these style, this style, that style, this style. And they understand that they can go there to solve their style problem. Now you're going to have more people walk in, which allows more opportunity for you to develop relationship, more opportunity for you to solve problem, more opportunity to create value, which creates more word of mouth. And when those stories are told because you create an awesome experience, a buying experience for the consumer right there in their face, um, because of the technology that we're, we're grateful to have uh, that also sucks to have in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but the word of mouth can spread instantly. So if you can create in a retail environment, amazing customer experiences, the light, and I'm talking about over the fucking top. I'm not talking about bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like think of Chick-fil-A and then take it like 10 times further than that. And then you create that experience. Those people who are expecting a normal retail experience will be overwhelmed because they just experienced something that they haven't experienced in a decade or even right. ever. It's right. the best shopping experience they ever had. That's notable for people to share, okay? And when they share that, that allows you more opportunities with more people, and that's how you scale your business out, mm -hmm. all right? So it's all about creating uh, you know, the, the value. And in the beginning, 
when you don't have inventory and you don't have funds to get inventory, the real only way you can do that is by spending real time with them. Bro, when, when, when we first started our store, there would be two, three days in a row we wouldn't have anybody come in. Like fucking nobody, bro. Like, like nobody. Like imagine that starting a Damn. store, you have everything in your life and like you don't know anything about business, by the way, because I didn't know shit. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody coming in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when people would come in, and I learned this by accident, not because like I was smart or I knew this shit. How I learned what I'm teaching you guys is that these people would come in and we didn't have, we didn't have what they were looking for. So, and I was so bored. I was just thankful to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and because I was talking to, talking to these people and being cool, developing a relationship, we were talking about like, dude, some of these people will come in, dude. And I'd talk to them for fucking two hours. Because Jeez. I could, yeah. right? We'd be ca ca caught up talking in all these different about all these different things in life, and all of a sudden, I got a new friend, mm -hmm. and that new friend will go out and they say, "Dude, go check out that little vitamin store down there, man. They don't have that much, but they're good dudes running it." And that's mm -hmm. how we got started, bro. Yeah, the people of Springfield, Missouri, are responsible for this entire fucking operation yeah. because they're good people, yeah. and they fucking cared about two young fucking dumbasses who were trying to make it. And we spent enough time with them where they, they felt like referring their friends. Yeah. And that's how we grew it. One by one by one by one. We didn't fucking advertise, dude. We couldn't afford to. Okay? It took us years to be able to advertise properly. And it, it almost, fuck it, probably took, took nine years for us to figure out advertising. Hmm. Okay? Those first nine years, it's all word of mouth. All of it. All right? And, and that's the only option you have. Yeah. When, you, when you're underfunded and you don't have capital, the only thing you can do is you could do it with effort. Yeah. You could care. You could give a fuck. You can make these people your friend. And if you make these people your friend, even if they don't buy anything, like some of like, bro, it didn't matter if someone bought something from me back then or not. And it still doesn't. They come in, they might buy a fucking $2 bar, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't give a fuck. That, I was grateful for that. Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, right. they could come in and, and, you know, not buy anything. And sometimes that would, and dude, that's how you know you're doing it right. Like when these customers start stopping in just to see you mm -hmm. and they're not buying anything, but they're just stopping in to say, what's up? Now you have an advocate out on the street and right. you have a genuine friend, bro, because those genuine friends are the response. They're the people that are going to be responsible for your success or your failure. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time understanding why it's so hard for that customer experience part to because people be, don't think it matters. Yeah. Because they don't like, see I can it. name a thousand stores that I've had yeah. a terrible fucking I'll tell you experience why. at. I'll tell you why. Because most people do what other companies do. Okay? And it's been so long since we, as human beings, have had great experiences in stores that weren't top end, that we like couldn't afford. Right. That, that we've just lowered our standard to and what settled. it is. And guys, you shouldn't spend money with companies that don't do that for you, mm. that don't truly try their very best. I'm not saying they're not going to fuck up. Right. I'm not saying that they don't make mistakes. But companies that don't try their very best to offer the best for you, you should not fucking spend your money with them. Because what will happen then is that the standard will have to be raised. Mm. Because the companies won't. That's how we raise a standard economically. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, man. That's, Re yeah. Redirect your dollars to the companies that provide you the most amount of care and they actually give a fuck about you and that actually do the best job they can to accommodate you. And then, you know, the ones that treat you like shit, don't fucking go there. Like, don't go there. That's a big deal. And people aren't doing that now because the standard has been so low that it's low everywhere, mm -hmm. but it's not low everywhere. You just have to look a little bit. 
Yeah. Okay. And the reason people that own small businesses and even bigger businesses, they blame it on the, they blame it on the employee. They say, oh, right. fucking employees right. suck. Or fuck. Well, motherfucker, you ain't, first of all, you ain't paying them shit. Second of all, you ain't training them. Mm-hmm. Third of all, you ain't explain why their job is important. These people, most of these people want to contribute. They want to do a good job. And they love whenever they do actually do a good job. It builds confidence in them. But most of the leadership in these companies is fucking shitty. They fucking clock out on fucking Thursday afternoon. They don't clock in until Tuesday morning. They're at the fucking lake playing golf with their buddies all over Instagram while their fucking people are working. Mm -hmm. And bro, it's run the wrong way. And that's why your employees suck. They don't suck. You suck. Mm -hmm. You haven't fucking given them the understanding of why they should be doing what they're doing. Very few people are high-level operators if they don't understand why they are asked to do something. Mm -hmm. And how many jobs do you know, those of you listening, where they don't tell you why to do shit. They just tell you to do shit. That's a big fucking difference, bro. I'll take a guess. It's a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, this is this is not how. And if we start to spend our money with companies that actually hold a higher standard and take pride in that, the the competition will have to adjust in the entire standard of the of the fucking industry of whatever industry, whether it be clothes, whether it be mm-hmm. fucking cars, whether it be fucking anything, will have to raise. That's that's what happens. If they don't, they die. Yes, and that's that's how we as individuals economically force companies to raise their standards. Don't shop with companies that don't do the fucking extra shit. I love it. Love it. Well, guys, Andy. But, but, but dude, yeah. back to the point. That, I don't know if that's a man or a woman, but whoever it is, it doesn't matter. You absolutely have the fucking tools to do this. Just because you're fucking underfunded, just because you, you know, don't have a, a selection like the other guys might have, you have the opportunity to build real relationships. You have the opportunity to make these people exceptionally and extraordinarily happy. I'm not talking about customer satisfaction. Customer satisfaction is doing the minimal amount to not have them pissed off at you. Right. I'm talking about, and right. that's no, dude, that's 99% right. of companies. 99% of company standard is customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's a losing strategy, bro. Not your goal is to not piss them off when your goal should be with the technology available because this is amazing because never in a point of history ever before have people been able to tell their word of mouth stories to everybody they fucking know or have ever known in literally a click of a button. Mm -hmm. So when you hold this low standard and you don't create an amazing buying experience, you are going to get your ass kicked by somebody who does. And this person, this man or woman who owns this little business, you're in a prime opportunity to eat the lunch of all the motherfuckers bigger than you because they automatically think they're going to beat you because you're fucking small. Mm. And that I've lived that way my whole life. I started this company, this company that's worth billions of dollars now on 12 fucking grand, bro. And I ate the lunch of everybody bigger than me by giving a fuck about my customers. That's it. That's the whole game. And by the way, you're going to fuck it up sometimes. You're going to, but make it right the best you can. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Like, dude, this is how the game works. And, you know, those bigger companies that I mentioned here that we're going to go surpass eventually, they don't even see us coming, bro. They don't even see us coming. And I want it that way. So, like, don't, I don't want this person to lose hope or be demoralized. The underdog is in the best position to win always because they have the availability to make an impact that really resonates with people because guess what people love? They love a fucking underdog. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't worry about not having the selection. Don't worry about not having all the products. Worry about taking care of the opportunities that you do get to make those customers fucking love shopping with you and make them love telling the story of doing business with you. If you can do those two things, it will be a very short amount of time before you have the exact inventory that you want. And then you continue with that mentality that I'm talking about, and you'll surpass all these other people that are probably looking down and laughing at you right now. And I know that because they all laughed at me too. I had a competitor walk in my store after two weeks of being open and tell me that it would only be a few months before I was out of business. Hmm. I eventually built my company to where I ended up buying that motherfucker's company. Just so we fucking are clear. And it was the greatest day of my life. I didn't even have to buy it. I bought it because I fucking could. Because he walked into my store and talked that shit. So just remember that. Yeah. (laughs) It's real shit. I love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. Well, guys, Andy, that was four. Yeah. So share the show if you want some more. Oh. God damn, man. We two for two. Look at you. <laughs> you thought about that on the toilet today. I guarantee you. The it, entire man. time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the show. Uh, please pay the fee. On the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.